and welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing podcast for small business owners. My name is Lillian Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. And this morning, we're kind of going off and focusing on a very, uh, a very specific segment of the population. We're really looking at this community of um, educated and influential women who have chosen um, to stay at home with their young kids, but unlike their predecessors, um, they have not unplugged from the business community. Joining me this morning um, is Michelle McNally. Good morning. Uh, also known as Gotcha Baby on Twitter. Heather Sokol. Good morning. Um, also known as Just Heather. And Tammy Beck, who is on vacation but dialing in. I'm one of the co-founders of Get Mom Out. Good morning, Tammy. Hi. Also sitting in is the one non-mom in the room, um, uh, Allison Carter. So, we, good morning, Allison. I'll be the voice of the men and non-mothers. <laughs> this morning, we're, um, we're going to talk about um, mom blogging and, and the whole sort of, um, I guess, you know, how, how, you know, how this has sort of changed. I think the way um, moms uh, are interacting and, and um, balancing their time. Ladies, um, how'd you get into it? Let's start there. Uh, Michelle, why don't you go up first? Uh, um, I started blogging in 2004. A friend of mine kind of told me about the idea, and she showed me her blog, and I thought it was really fun. And she decided at the time that we had signed up with an adoption agency, so I thought it was a good time to start blogging our journey with that, and it's kind of gone on from there. I started uh, about eight years ago, and it was kind of just a way to communicate with the outside world. I had a baby at the time and also a um, five-and-a-half-year-old, and so it was just my link to other people and finding people who were like me, and then I just fell in love with it and became addicted. So it's gone from um, JustHeather.com, which was just my personal blog where I could talk to other grown-ups, um, to several niche blogs because I've enjoyed finding various communities of people just like me. Awesome. And, Tammy, your site is a little bit different, but um, uh, why uh, why get moms out? Why why are you kind of uh, starting this whole uh, path? Sure. Let me talk about that for a second. Um, first of all, getoutmom.com, that's the name of it, but we are getting moms out, so... <laughs> Sorry, I, so I am going to do. I'm going to do that throughout the podcast. So please correct me every single time. That is okay. We're going for the mom.com rhyme. Um, okay, so my site has been created basically because, uh, uh, as Heather and Michelle stated, they you need that link to other women, and uh, we're all about tapping into that ton, all that talent that's home with women across the country. Uh, we're trying to connect busy people women that have talent to get their stuff done. So we have created a website that um, people can basically post what they love to do or post what they don't want to do, and the two are connecting by either bartering or hiring each other to get stuff done. Cool. I mean, I think it really ties in so nicely with sort of what moms are trying to do. You know, as you ladies are are, uh, looking at your experiences, um, what are the things that you think women do well when they enter blogging? Um, What are some of the mistakes that moms make as they start down this path? Um, I think that one of the things we do well is we're storytellers. We like to get into the um, words and what it is that we're doing at home and what it is we're doing with our children, and people get interested in that. They kind of become hooked on your life and your background. But one of the mistakes that I made early on was I was so not anonymous. So everybody knows everything about 
my kids, my life. I mean, there are still things that are private, but I think that the one of the things that you need to do right away if it's something that you're going to get started is draw the line because it took me a while, and I actually took my blog down several years ago for about six months and drew those lines and deleted posts and kind of decided who I wanted to be online um, as opposed to what I wanted everybody to know about me and didn't know about me. You know, one of the things that's interesting with that is, is as a business blogger, I had that same issue where um, originally I had two blogs. I had Rainball.com where I would make um, political statements and, and occasionally hot <laughs> colors. Um, and Allison is cringing right about now. And then I had Roundtags. And what I found was most of what I was saying on the Rainball, I could say on Roundtag, and that actually gave the blog more personality. And if I didn't feel comfortable saying it on Roundtag, I probably figured out I didn't need to be saying it online. <laughs> but interestingly, some on bloggers, I would say they don't have boundaries, but have very, very broad boundaries. I'm thinking of Casey Mullins, Mushin Indy. Uh, she has boundaries. I mean, I know Casey pretty well. And what you think, what you see as just an open book is just authenticity. I mean, what you see on mom blogs is us, it's who we really are, but we all have lines. Just people draw them in different places, and there are things that we won't tell. There are things that we can't talk about. There are stories that will remain personal. So everybody has a line. It's just that different people will open up to different things based on what they're comfortable sharing with the public. What about you? Lines? Uh, it's being married to someone who has no lines? <laughs> but even he has lines. I think everybody, I think that's exactly right. I think people who come across as having no boundaries are people who are very authentic. What you read is absolutely true. What you read is, is real life. But there are always going to be things that you're not going to talk about online. There are always going to be things that in person, verbally, I'll say out loud, I sure as heck am not going to put it into writing, put it on the internet forever. <laughs> I think that's the thing. Is I think the internet is forever. Exactly. Well, and that's something, too, when you think, especially mom bloggers, I think one thing, it's one thing to tell your story, it's another thing to involve your children. And six years ago, not six years ago, a while ago, my brother sent me, my brother's 10 years younger, and sent me a, a a comic that said Schoolyard Taunt 2012. Ha ha, your mom has a blog about you and there are these two kids teasing each other. And you think about it and you're right. You know, by the time you're in third, fourth, fifth grade and you're on the internet and you Google yourself or you Google your parents and then their personal blog comes up and there's a picture of you in your underwear going to the bathroom because you're potty training when you're two, what does that do to a kid? I mean, <laughs> her name because, you know, <laughs> and then she proceeded to spend an hour reading my blog archive. So luckily I have kept those lines. There are no embarrassing pictures of her, but there are, you know, some stories that she might find eight years later as a little bit embarrassing and some quotes and things that she said, but she read it for an hour and, and didn't find anything that she wanted me to delete, but had she asked, Mom, can you take that down? I would have. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still probably there for always, but... I think that um, being sure to tell your stories or your part of the stories and not your children's stories is a pretty important line for mom bloggers. Yeah, I think that's and, – and let's kind of transition over a little bit because um, I, think, I think people blog for a lot of different reasons. Um, but one of the reasons I think women get into this is they are hoping to create a revenue stream. So – what kind of things, if you want your blog to be commercial, and then Cammie, what I want you to be thinking about and jump in here is, you know, as 
women are signing up to hopefully get opportunities on your site, what kind of things do you think they should be putting out there that are going to make them more, more hireable? Well, I'm going to start with the ladies here and then switch to you. So if you want to create a revenue stream from your blog. Um, I think one thing to do is just put out there that you are PR friendly or that you are open to opportunities with brands. Um, if you don't say it, brands may not approach you. Make sure your email address is and your contact information is up there. You don't need to have your full name and your home address on your blog, but just the contact, a private way for them to contact you so that you can start a conversation. Well, definitely. Um, I also think you need to make sure that there's some personality in your blog. If you're just writing very, um, very scaled down and there's not any of you in it, then there's nothing for a business to say, I want that. So I think that you have to make sure that you have a voice. So um, find your voice, define your lines, and then just go with it and let people get to know who you are. Cool. Yeah, I mean, what would you say, you know, as you're looking to uh, basically be a job site for moms, what kind of information do you think that would be relevant for people that are looking to hire moms through your site? Well, uh, the beauty of it is, is our possibilities are endless. I mean, Lorraine, the, the postings are crazy. There's everything on there from, you know, a tree stump removal to um, getting help reupholstering chairs to getting help with knitting or there's um, businesses that are now tapping in and into the talent and saying, I want to hire a mom to help me market my new company. It's everything from organizational, cleaning, cooking, kid help to business-related. So it's it's pretty um, it's pretty wide-based. And I'm I'm loving this conversation because I'm relating to it from the the new blogger point of view too. Because our site just launched in March, and I'm blogging on it, and I love the blogging. And um, thankfully, Heather, I'm not making a mistake. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, because I'm a I'm a former computer teacher, so I know all about that digital footprint. So it's it's fun finding my voice and you know blogging about stuff that's personal and and relating it to the site at the same time. But to answer your question, Lorraine, um, Lorraine, it's it's fun. The possibilities are endless, and I would love to connect more with Michelle and, and Heather outside of this outside of this show too. What? I'm just very curious, as a PR professional, how many pitches do you guys get a day? Um, <laughs> how many pitches or how many good pitches? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't pitch. How many pitches? I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wake up to a slew of them every morning, but most of them I just delete. Mm -hmm. So um, I probably get a handful of decent pitches um, in, in a, you know, couple of days period of time. It just depends. I mean, the larger you are, the more that you're out there, the more pitches you're going to get. I know people get dozens an hour, and again, most of them just get deleted. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't get quite as many, but... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them are good for laughs. What is the worst pitch you've ever gotten? Oh, well, there's one that Okay, I don't know that it's necessarily the worst. It was the most recent worst. So <laughs> I can go with that one. There was one from a company wanting me to promote something that was a new product that was coming out in their stores in my, in our market. And it was all about, you know, there's this, and then they attach the high-res photo. Apparently those are really hard to come by. So, like, they always say, like, if you want more information in a high-res high -res photo, come to us. But then the store wasn't in the market, like, there was no store in the entire central Indiana area. So I wasn't sure why they wanted to put it on my website or why I would spend the time doing that. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I, you know, and I, I mean, and that's um, that, that's a, a, an interesting challenge for us because one of the reasons we kind of started going down this path with mom bloggers was we had a product that we were doing social media for that was a kid's game, and we were trying to figure out, you know, how to connect with mom bloggers. You know, I mean, how to get noticed. So, what kind of things? Do you notice? Do you respond positively to? I notice when things are personal, when they've obviously read a portion of my blog and they can relate it to something that I'm specifically doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for example, if you've you've read a blog and you know that my daughter's getting ready to go to kindergarten and you tailor the pitch, you know, since your daughter's going to kindergarten soon, because that's not common information. You would have to read to find that information out. Um, but on the other hand, last week I got one of my worst pitches recently um, was Dear Tracy. Since you're in Pennsylvania, we know you as well. <laughs> and my name is Heather, and I live in Indiana. So um, that one just got deleted. I don't even know what they were pitching me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Kenny, are you getting yet now, because your site is relatively new, are you guys starting to get um, pitches or requests yet? from uh, advertisers or companies that hope you'll feature their products and services? No, we have not because we have not even put up advertising on it yet, but we're in the process of doing so. So it sounds like I have a whole lot of fun in store for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what, um, as you're thinking back on the kind of content that you've created as mom bloggers, what's gotten the best response? Um, you know, what, you know, of all the posts, what's really fired conversation, continues to draw traffic, what kind of individual posts or topics? Oh, that's a good question. I'd have to do some um, serious thinking. For mine, it's kind of out there. It, uh, my, mom, my background is in Montessori, and so when my kids were little, I wrote a lot about their bedrooms and about how they set up the Montessori floor bed in their room. Um, and that is kind of an off-topic, and there's not a lot of people who talk about that on the Internet, apparently. Um, and so that's consistently um, one of the posts that stands out, you know, stands out on my blog, and that gets a lot of traffic. Um, for me, it's when I get really personal. So um, my husband and I are in a really good place right now and doing very well, but there was a period of time when we weren't, and I shared a lot of that, and I didn't tell his part of the story. I didn't get into any of the dirty details, but I did share what I was going through and my thoughts and feelings along the way, and I also have shared our repair. So all of that has gotten a good response because people can see that, oh, it's not just me. Things aren't always rosy because I think that one of the mistakes that a lot of mom bloggers make is only sharing the positive. Or on the flip side, there are a lot who only share the negative. And so nobody wants to read all of that because it really makes you feel like, oh, my life's not perfect like yours, so um, it's not fun to read. I think that's a great lesson, actually, for any business or any person who's blogging. Um, we try to be very transparent at Roundpeg and not just talk about the great new clients that we've won and the, the coups we've made, but we recently lost a client and we talked about that or when things don't go hunky-dory when we have a tough month. People relate to when you're having a tough time. Yes. And I think, um, yeah. I, I think, I think it's that idea of balance. Kenny, how about you, um, whether it's your site or a favorite blog that you've read, you know, what is it that really resonates with you? Uh, well, I think, as the ladies already talked about, Michelle and Heather, just keeping it personal and, and having the story and just making it interesting. I love reading those. Um, my 
I just started blogging in the last few months, but one that's already gotten a lot of attention. <clears throat> I started by really talking about Mom X, and I labeled a Mom X and a Mom Y, and then I went into a Mom Z and ABCs too, and what kind of moms we are and how everyone is so busy, whether you're an at-home mom or a working mom, and really connecting, because I, I often feel um, the working mom and the stay-at-home mom kind of battle each other sometimes, and our site is almost a bridge for them because, you know, the busy busy moms, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, can tap into someone who has some time to make your life simpler. So people are relating to those blogs about the working and the stay-at-home the stay at home mom stuff and that's that's been a big hit cuz they they'll stop me and say wait I'm a mom I'm a mom s cuz I'm a single parent I'm raising my kids by myself and you know they want me to blog about their specific type type of parenthood Well yeah I I think that I think the uh, and I want to come back to that whole schism but we have a question Allison oh I agree. thank you to Jen Ringy for sending in a question what's the percentage of personal versus mass pitches and what's your stance on follow-ups by PR individuals? Do you like if they follow up or is it too much? Um, I, I think the percentage, um, probably 10 to 1. I get about 10 mediocre or really awful pitches to one really good one. And then I would have to say, as far as follow-up goes, if it's unsolicited, it's, I, I'm not a fan. So I'll get like, you know, two or three. If I've ignored your first email, then sending me three more is just going to make me put you in my spam folder. So yeah, I think that's about right. Um, occasionally I follow up email because the first email got buried in the inbox. It's like, oh, yes, I meant to do that. And, you know, or if I reply back to the first email and tell them that I'm going to do something and then it's been a week and a half and then I haven't done something, you know, um, but the unsolicited follow-up is like, yeah, okay, I'm going to delete you again unless you've changed it, but if you're just going to resend it, yeah, it's not really got my interest. On the flip side, if we've worked together before and you just follow up a couple of months later, what's new, those really strike me because I, I know that you remembered and, and you thought that I did a good job the first time around. I think um, uh, you guys are getting ready to head out to, uh, or you are, to blog her, and I know, Michelle, you've been to, to blog her before. Conferences for for stay-at-home moms. This is like the, the 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 strangest concept in the world to someone who's been in corporate for her whole right. life. What happens at one of these events? Um, who should go there? They're a lot like um, corporate conferences, actually, because I've been to some of those in you know former life. Um, they just there's a lot of networking. There are some good quality information sessions, and then. Um, there is the expo hall where all the sponsors are around, and that's where um, if you're wanting to build um, your business, build your blog, and get to know companies to work with, then you need to be there because you can get to know them and you can talk with them. And um, a big key, there's always the after events cocktail parties, and that's where I, honestly, that's where I have gotten my best contacts ever is just hanging out and being myself and getting to know somebody who turns out to represent a really big client that I want to work with. How about you, experiences? Because you got you guys, you went to New York last, last year. year, yeah. Um, no, I think Heather summed it up pretty well. There, there is information. I think it's almost a misconception that the people there are all stay-at-home moms because it's it's a lot of people who, if you're going to the conference, chances chances are either it's a pretty serious hobby or you are you do already have some revenue coming in or that's your goal. So you're sort of your own small business owner as well. Um, but no, that's, that's exactly what happens, and that's where you meet the people that you need to meet to get things going. 
I think that you mentioned the misconception of um, that we're all stay-at-home moms. There's also a big thing with um, the misconception that we're all mothers of young children. So, you know, my kids are 8 and 13, and so most of the pitches that come my way are for preschool and toddler things. Mm -hmm. And they're missing a whole market of tweens and teens because, you know, if the kids are growing up, the mom bloggers that started six, eight years ago, when our kids were in preschool, we have tweens and teens now, and they kind of get left behind. But there's a whole world out there of mom bloggers that, that are perfect for marketing to. You know, that was one of the things when we were uh, working on um, this kids' game and Michelle and I talked and I was trying to figure out how to connect to the um, mom blog community and I'm like, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a, 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 but I am a mom, but it's just that my kids are 24 and 27 right. and um, so I'm probably a little bit older and my kids are a little bit older, right. but, but um, as I started to read some of the mom bloggers on Twitter, um, I realized that I totally related. I could still <laughs> the mom blogger who, you know, in, in 140 words or less said, um, remind me why I taught him to talk. Uh -huh. yeah. So, you know what I'd like to do, we have a little time, is I'd like to talk, switch over a little bit to uh, social media, you know, moving out of mom blogging and talking about how you're using social media to connect with your communities. and. Cammy, let me start a little bit with you. How are you guys using social media to connect with moms? Well, great question. We are just breaking into all of that, so we definitely have our Facebook and our Twitter going, and through my blogging, those are really the three main um, venues for us for social media. And, and you yourself today is an, a great example. But we're loving the social media. I would love to do this stuff all day long if I didn't have 18 other hats to wear. <laughs> It can be a little bit addicting. Um, what about you guys? Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, where do you play most? At Twitter. <laughs> it's fast, it's short, you can jump in, you can jump out. Um, and that's where, like, all the blogs that you read, that's where you get to talk to the people that who actually write the blogs. So that's, that's the fun part about it. Exactly. It's, I have to say that the, the speed is probably what draws my attention to Twitter because I can send a tweet or reply to a tweet in, you know, 10 seconds while my daughter is picking up her Legos and then we move on and do the next thing. So it's one of those things that I can do in between. If you look at my Twitter feed, it looks like I'm on there all day long, but it's not entirely accurate. You know, I'm doing things, but I, it's easy to look out my phone and, write 140 characters and move on. You know, that, for me, that's an interesting um, sort of thought because right before I asked the question, I would have thought that you guys would have said Facebook because <laughs> that's the perception that that's where moms are. Well, it is. Well, that's, that's where moms are who aren't in social media. That's, yeah. where, that's where the moms are who aren't bloggers. That's where my friends who read my blog but aren't in social media, that's where they are. Yeah. And so that's where I get more blog traffic and more page views from Facebook than any other source because it's the people who know me who are then keeping up. But that's not where I actually talk to the people I know through social media. I have to say that's true. Moms are on Facebook. Mom bloggers are on Twitter. Wow, that, that's, a, that, that's kind of an interesting break. Um, now, the mom blogger community is uh, is not one big happy family. <laughs> no, it's um, not. Can you talk a little about some of, I, I know one particular mom blogger has something she calls like throat punch Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so can you talk a little about about maybe the tension and some of the some of the internal um, divisions you guys have? I think that it comes down to 
women anywhere, um, you're going to have tension. And mom bloggers are not all the same. And so there's this misconception and we're all kind of painted with the same brush, that we're mom bloggers, whereas, you know, you have all kinds of mom bloggers. You have stay-at-home mom bloggers. You have work-at-home mom bloggers. You have working mom bloggers. You have single moms. And you have all of the different aspects of any any community that is all thrown in, lumped into one. So if you kind of break it down, that's where the niches come in. Because there are so many, there are probably hundreds of niche blogs out there, and we're all different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, it's, but let me let me on the other side of it. We were talking about the fact that here in Indy, even though yeah. there's a lot yeah. of difference, that um, particularly in Indy, there is sort of this momentum to try to build a little bit of a community. There absolutely is, and. Thankfully, everyone, I don't know if it's Hoosier Hospitality or what it is, but like in Indianapolis, it appears to at least the, I don't even know, 20, 30 bloggers that I know personally, we do all get along and we really like each other and we like to hang out with each other and that's why we like to go to Twitter because we can see each other there and then we can find out, oh my gosh, we're going to the same playground today, let's go meet. Um, And we've really taken that relationship offline with a lot of Indianapolis bloggers. I mean, I have to say that we're kind of blessed here because I know I've talked to other people about how, you know, my real life friends are my blog friends. They're people I've met through my blog. They're people that I hang out with. That Indie Geek Girls is kind of growing and and we're going to be a force to reckon with. But... I've talked to bloggers in other areas, and they don't have that sense of community. I mean, in huge towns, in San Diego and, you know, the huge areas that should have probably a lot of bloggers, they don't know one another. So I know that we're very lucky here, and it has been good because even though we're all different, you couldn't be more different than the group of bloggers that get together when, when all of the Indie Geek Girls are around. But we, we do get along. It just works well for us. And I want to just touch on that because we're almost out of time, but Indie Geek Girls. What <laughs> is Indie Geek Girls? Um, it's kind of new and up and coming. It's just a group of indie mom bloggers. They're not even all moms. Indie women mm-hmm. bloggers, mm-hmm. to be honest. Some of them aren't moms who have just kind of gotten together and become friends. And so we do park dates on Tuesdays, and we try to get together once a month at somebody's house for dinner and chatting so we can kind of geek out and discuss what's going on with our blogs and how we can make them better and grow together. Awesome. And do you guys have a website? We do. It's IndieGeekGirls.com. Um, right now it's a giant blog role of Indianapolis area female bloggers. Um, we thought that would be a good place to start, and then there'll be some content sooner or later. Um, <laughs> but we thought it would be a good place to go. So, therefore, if you're a blogger and you want to meet other bloggers, you can go there. Um, or if you're a brand that wants to find Central Indiana women, that's where they are. Awesome. Okay, we are wrapping up, and before we say goodbye, and I want to say thank you, um, please remind our listeners again how they can find you. Tammy, if if, uh, women are looking for help or looking for jobs, where should they go? They should go to getoutmom.com, and there is a free 30-day trial period. And uh, we're actually switching the site over to be free for moms, totally free for moms. Awesome. We'll look forward to that. Heather, how do they find you? Um, I have a variety of blogs, so I kind of keep them all centralized at heathersocal.com, and then you can find me on Twitter at just Heather. Michelle? I would be Gotcha Baby at Gotcha Baby on Twitter and gotchababy.com. Awesome. Ladies, thank you so very, very much. Um, if you've um, enjoyed some of the things that you've heard, be sure to follow um, these women on Twitter, check out their blogs, check out their websites. And if you'd like to learn more about 
social media, marketing, small business in general, be sure to check out our blog at www.roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.